They're the boys in the back room. We have a guy who works in the back, Eric Jones. He's the big German. Be nice to Marvin. He'll be taking your calls today. Chat row, Tyler, the moderator, handling the duties there. A couple of weeks ago, Dylan was getting us breakfast. Now he's doing graphics on this program. You know who? Blame Mario. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the uh, backroom guys are not allowed to eat until 12.15. You're now listening to the 12.15 Club. Welcome back to another edition of the 1215 Club. It is Ariel here on the mic, as always, joined by Eric the Big German, Marvin the Prince, Dylan the Graphics Guy. And Eric, you have a problem with something this week. We're going to jump right out, and I'm going to give you some time to vent because there was something going on during the show today, and you just weren't having it. Well, a couple things. First of all, you driving around on that scooter while you're ankle is completely fine has bothered me all week but i don't think that's what you were trying to get to in this particular segment although you failed to prepare a rundown for the show so i'm not exactly sure where we're going but i think if i'm I'm gonna gonna steer the ship here i'm the captain right now so i trust me just rely on me and i will take you to the promised land all right where are we going (laughs) i want to start with you i want you to vent you had a problem you were the captain i wanted to know where to go you, you had a problem today with something that was being said during the show. We'll get to my scooter incident, um, but I want to start with you because I know you had this and you really wanted to get it off your chest. That, actually, don't say anything. Let me just play something back um, and maybe it can bring him back to your memory. What exactly got you fired up today? Todd's got some limericks here, and then we'll get to uh, the Charles Barkley conversation. Charles, uh, we'll wait because I have Todd giving us a couple of limericks. Okay, the first limerick was uh, is going to be Wizards over Pacers last night. The second will be about. Oh, the- so we're doing two. I've got two, two for Friday. If you guys can handle mm-hmm. second one. Well, you didn't. You didn't pass that. I mean, okay. I didn't. All right. I snuck that in. The Grizzlies Warriors coming up is the uh, second of the two. Okay, but right. the first one is Indiana just couldn't keep pace for the Eastern eight seed chase. Too much Westbrook and Beal is how their fate would seal. But beat Philly? Can you make a case? Okay. And Grizzlies Warriors is, yes, beating the Spurs was keen. Now a date with Curry and Green. Don't say Memphis can't. They've got John Morant. The winner remains to be seen. All right. I I think that's your calling. Is that my niche there? Not not so much the mock headlines. I, I think it's nice. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's great. But it's... It's just nice. Eric, the floor is now yours. What frustrated you so much about this? First of all, I am the director of the show. I am not a producer. So, um, you know, this is just one opinion, not obviously an attempt to steer the content of the show. But I just don't know what we accomplished there. We have Charles Barkley, uh, basketball Hall of Fame member, you know, very well-known media member, had a great career. And he has to be put on hold for close to two minutes while Todd reads two separate limericks, which barely rhyme, don't accomplish anything. They're neither funny nor mean. And they really don't create content. And I'm like, just what are we doing here? What are we trying to accomplish I, like, look, Todd's mock headlines, you know, they were typically not very good, but um, that was, I think, at least partially on purpose, and it created comedy, right? But, like, Todd doing a mediocre job at a limerick, like, where do you go from there? I mean, you know, it's kind of like having, you know, play of the day where you know, there's nowhere to go from, you know, you have to pick content where there's 
someplace to go. Right. And so it's the same thing <laughs> with Todd. It's like, you got to have a place to go after it happens. And uh, you know, I just don't know where you go from there. Like, what are we doing? The Here's Limerick my question. Wormhole. Here's my question. I mean, Todd is obviously the easiest punching bag in the studio. What is it about these limericks that you think Dan's like kind of egging him on to do them or he's kind of encouraging him? Again, not a producer, but if I were to try to figure out what he's thinking, I think he's waiting for whatever the next iteration to be, right? Whether it's kind of what happened here, right? And um, I think we pulled this audio because Seton, um, well, I guess I'm kind of blowing it, but it's already happened. If you listen to 1215, you know what happened on DP show. But Seton wrote a few uh, rebuttal limericks to Todd. And, Let's um, listen back to those. Got some limericks here, in case you guys are interested. Todd's favorite form of verse is the limerick, the sound of which makes my ears sick. For someone so clever, funny they are never, someone find his mic and press click. Harsh on a Friday with a couple of minutes left. There once was a man named Todd who had several behaviors considered odd. From the passive-aggressive email to the epic mock headline fail, oh, please make it stop, dear God. (laughs) Mean-spirited. Nothing positive going on there. There once was a man named Todd who had several behaviors considered odd, from the humming of tunes to Norman's balloons. Balloons! Oh, please make it stop, dear God. What do you think? They're clever. Mean on a Friday, but, uh, but they are clever. I would like to thank Seton O'Connor for uh, his role there. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had one more that uh, I had written, but it was, uh, I can't do that one. It's, it, it had a bathroom joke in it. Oh, no. They don't go. We don't well. do that anymore. No, no. We don't, we don't do-do that. Crohn's disease limericks. Nice. Set them up and knock <laughs> them down. <laughs> Threw in the towel. Something's wrong with his balance. Hey, let's just, there you go. I kind of wish that Dan would have left it hanging for a couple weeks and he would have, you know, Seton would have anonymously continued to write these limericks and Todd have no idea what they're, where they're coming from. I happen to wonder if maybe Seton got caught um, because I agree that would have been, I'm guessing the preference. Uh, now, they but were Seton's, good. Seton's uh, comments there, and I'll, I'll give the floor to anyone else who has an opinion on this, but Seton's comments there were exactly like those were mean. There was content out of it. You could go somewhere with it. Like Todd doing a mediocre job, just like summarizing what happened the night before in some sort of sports match. Like, I just don't understand what's happening. It's neither funny nor mean nor driving the story anywhere. I wonder if he puts as much time into these limericks as he does with the scoreboard. Like, does he just sit at home at night, like after the game, and he's just writing these up? Just Todd's mind is such an interesting place that I wish I had a little bit deeper of a look at. Uh, Dylan. Yeah, I think Todd and I have similar weekends. Um, But, no, I think whether Seton got outed inadvertently for being the one behind those or not, I think realistically next week we could just be like, Hey, Todd, other people, other listeners have written limericks and have Seton do it again. And I don't think he would know that like any better be none the wiser. So we could probably get that ball rolling again, too. Well, maybe you can write a couple. I'll write a couple. Can I swear in them? Mm, I don't know if Dan can read those on air or. All right. I'll try not to. Marv. Nah, I'm with Eric. I was just like, 
You got to be kidding me. I can't do these limericks. Charles Barkley's waiting. Come on. I just couldn't. I literally couldn't. Soliloquies, limericks, haikus, none of that. I'd rather hear bad Mike headlines because it's funnier when they're not funny. Yeah, I mean, it's funnier when they can just kind of rip on him. These are not funny and they're not ripping on him. So it's like they're like too heartfelt. You know, they seem like like, I don't know. It's yeah. Like Eric said, they're just who cares about limericks? Today it was sunny. And I didn't do anything <laughs> funny, so I've eaten all my food, and now I'll go to bed. Like, like, like and, and I, I know Todd has more in the tank than that. We've seen him. We've seen him at his peak. He's he's, he's ascended the mountaintop before. He could do it again. Well, Todd, if you're listening, step it up or get out the way. As one famous Mario's rapper once said. <laughs> the other topic that uh, we were talking about earlier before the 1215 today was, and it kind of ties into the one that we're talking about now, or just we're talking about is uh, which Danette has the weirdest tendencies. And they discussed that this week on the show. Um, and it kind of got a reaction from us because we, you know, deal with them or we work with them on a daily basis. So guys, which one of the Danettes do you think has the weirdest tendencies? Marv? All right, so Mario, I'm going to have to continue the convo about Todd and say it's Fritzy himself. I have the most communication with him. He's the person I communicate with most, rather, out of the four Danettes. And it could be anything from, and you know this, like the passive-aggressive, I know you'll bang out these questions. I'm like, just say what you like want me to do. And things like that. And uh, everything from like the uh, the one sheets three days before. It's so he, he sends the you tendencies emails. are wild. And I love Fritzy, but those tendencies are so wild. And it's probably because I communicate with him more than any of the other Danettes. And just to clear up what you meant there. So he sends the guest research email three days before they're scheduled to actually be on the show is what you're referring to, right? Correct. Don't I actually think Paul has an interesting tendency, um, which I, I noticed the other day, and I think Mario may have noticed it too. I'm not really sure, um, <laughs> but he was uh diving into some spaghetti and meatballs <laughs> at like eight in the morning, which I don't shame here because I eat weird stuff too, but it was just the technique and just the uh timing, I guess, it was, it was interesting. The timing was weird, like. Spaghetti and meatballs at eight o'clock in the morning. I feel like if Todd or anybody else would have been doing that, that would have led get the crucified. Show. Yeah. So just the timing of the spaghetti and meatballs, I agree, is a little bit questionable for sure. Uh, Eric, let me just say that I've worked here the longest by far and have had um, run-ins with all of the Danettes that were probably confrontational at one point or another. Um, but so yes, uh, Paul. Um, you know, can be a little bit, especially from nine to noon, kind of um, dismissive and, and sometimes can give mixed singles. Like, why are you coming in the studio? And then later, a few weeks later, we don't want anybody in the studio. Um, you know, but I think he's singularly focused on the show. And so I can understand how some of the stuff that he may not understand why we need that 
information from him during the show. He can be dismissive during the show. After the show, he's great with that. Seton, uh, when you depending on when you catch him, um, you can get like super positive or like super negative. Um, and you know, I think he alluded to that when they were talking about this the other day. That weird things piss him off at weird times. Yeah, yeah. I think he he's definitely um, susceptible to getting. I don't like, I mean, triggered is probably a uh, hot button <laughs> phrase to say, but I think like, you know, he definitely like once the stone starts rolling down the hill. Well, he proclaimed himself as probably having the most pet peeves when they were talking about that. Yeah, he said hard, that himself. Yeah, but it's hard to know. Like, I don't know what his, all of his pet peeves. Oh, are. yeah, but maybe he, he doesn't like he, the way I look. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's a pet peeve of his. Who knows? Uh, I think that's a pet peeve of everybody's. I could have. Oh, old horn. Um, <laughs> but, uh, McLovin is funny because, so he's like, you know, very high IQ has a big uh, background has done a bunch of stuff, but, um, you know, he talked about today or I think it was yesterday, actually Thursday on the air, you know, he eats kind of in a unique fashion and he talked about it. Like uh, he doesn't like people to watch him eat. And he also like, I think he starts a conversation and then there's a point where he feels like he's gotten whatever he needs to get despite whether or not you've delivered all you intend to deliver and he'll just start walking away. And so that's kind of a unique um, personality trait there. And then um, Todd is just Todd. I mean, we've talked about him. We've had him on the show. You know, he's our, our guest we've booked the most. I mean, he's just, he talks very fast. He uh, just kind of plows through a conversation with whatever he wants. He's also kind of someone who like, if he, if you ask him a question, he gives you like too much attention. So then like, for instance, yesterday I was just, I was asking him specifically during the morning meeting, I was trying to explain that we only have 90 seconds to fill. And there are times where Todd will just like interrupt um, Paul or whomever is presenting the morning meeting. And then, so that takes up a minute of the time and then it's very difficult to edit because there's, you never get a payoff. So because the payoff is two minutes later, because Todd was vamping about something else funny and like in the radio show or in a, in, when you don't have a tight of a window, that's fine. But when you only have a tight window, I was, and the attention that Todd gave you, he was like, he wanted to know all the specifics and why we only had 90 seconds and who made that <laughs> rule. And like, I mean, I was like, Todd, I, like it's, <laughs> Let's not debate the facts here. I'm just, you know, so like he just gets too intense on stuff. So um, I know that was a bit of a slam session. It wasn't intentional, but um, they all have uh, their own idiosyncrasies. Um, I don't think that I could pick. I think every day a person who um, seems to have the more grading issue uh, changes. Yeah, I definitely would agree with that. Every day there's somebody different that they can, uh, <laughs> they can kind of, Piss you off, I think is the right word. Piss you off in some sense, which is the response that you get. Um, Todd, obviously, he's the obvious, obvious punching bag. The weirdest tendency that Todd has is that everything has to be specific to exactly how he wants it. And if it's not, he'll blame it on Dan. He'll say, oh, no, but Dan, want, Dan wants this. So um, I'm the one that puts up the scoreboard at the top. <laughs> I'm the one that puts up the scoreboard and the marquee um, at the the top of the show where you see what's today's guest. And there was a stretch of time that I was kind of screwing with Todd where I would put one guest at 920, the other guest at 1025, and the other one at like 1120. And on the rundown and Todd's uh, list that he sends out, they're usually different times. They're not. It changes all the time. Yeah, it's not always like 
10 20 10 25 they're kind of it kind of differs those five minutes give or take doesn't really seem like it matters so i was screwing with him and i would put 9 20 9 25 whatever so the other day he emailed me and he goes can you please make sure that all the guests on the marquee are uh, 925, 1025, and 1125? That's something that Dan notices. I don't want him to get mad. So I did it when Dan wasn't here and we had a guest filling in just to see if he would blame it on Dan or if he would say anything. And I got the same exact email minus the Dan part. So it's just a little sneak peek of how weird Todd can be that the the smallest things kind of trigger him and they piss him off. Um, but I guess everybody's like that a little bit. Well, if you guys are listening, Danettes, we love you nonetheless. Sometimes you do some things that may irritate one or two. It's a or, family here, right? You know, so if we went down, I, all of our families, uh, we could also find some. And you know what? If they wanted to flame us, I'm sure that they would find lots of uh, things to say that bother uh, them that we do. So, um it's a family and you know some days Speak, are speaking others. of flaming um i kind of had a tough week um i've kindly i don't think anybody's really had any sympathy given the injury that i've been um dealing with over the last week and well, you know it's kind of made me a little bit sad i'm not gonna lie to you guys literally no one cares my response is as soon as it happened, I, I walked in. This was last Friday. Mario was playing basketball two on two with, was it McLovin? Yeah, and- let, let's set the scene here. So we were playing pickup basketball after the show. It kind of just broke out out of nowhere. I was wearing low top sneakers and jeans. I went up to grab a rebound, and I'm not exactly lightweight. So I can't, when I Wait, jumped Mario, down. I'm sorry to interject. You said you went up for a rebound. Did you really get up at all? I got up. You know, I got could, up. I, could I slide a playing card under your shoe? Barely, depending how on how on how high up was. you got. Yeah. So I came down, and when I came down, I rolled my ankle extremely hard. Uh, I was at, in bed all week. It was super black and blue. And then weeks this week offered to weeks our camera guy offered to uh, lend me a knee scooter that he had at home from his father. And I thought that was a great gesture because nobody else had considered to do anything for me, given that I was limping around the studio for the first day. And then I fell on the scooter. Well, yeah, there's so many things to unpack there. The the thought of you at home all weekend living with your parents asking for my parents you know, weren't there this weekend. Oh, no, no, they weren't. They, weren't they didn't they didn't cancel their plans to come nurse their poor child. No, they were in New York yeah. all weekend. Okay, well, that thought, uh, I guess you dispelled. But um, look, Mario, you had a small little injury, and you made a big deal out of it. And the bigger deal you made out of it, the less we cared. I walked in in, um, last Friday, and you were just, like, hobbling around. And I just I looked at you, and I was like, I just started laughing. (laughs) Just because, like, you've been trash talking about what an athlete you are and how you're shred fast and you're working out with a trainer like six days a week and da, 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 da. and then you play one small athletic competition for like three minutes and you're injured uh, on the, the sidelines. The I don't face think, I don't think uh, the fact that I rolled my ankle is an indictment against my athleticism. It 100%. happens to the best of us. LeBron James is, got what, injured. Which one is more of an indictment? The missed shot or rolling your ankle? Mario, I w- the I missed shot. The missed shot for sure. I wouldn't say that the 
hurting your ankle as an indictment on that. But when you rolled it and you're on all fours and your face looked like a kid who just fell off the monkey bars at recess, I think that was when you just you're at your most base and looked your most unathletic there. It just hurt. And I, I mean, completely honest, maybe I milked it a slight bit. But it did get nah, super dude, black no and way. blue. It did get super black and blue, and it did get super swollen. So you then, skipping down the hallway the other day. Yeah. So then he's like got this knee scooter that, that Weeks brings in, right? And he's using that around, and he's got like a backup alarm that he's playing. He's making a big scene out of the whole thing. But then when he has to go out on, on camera for the first day or two, he walks in. He leaves the scooter in the hallway and doesn't want Dan or the guys to see him on the scooter. Which I was like, all right, so obviously you're you're faking it. And then you had the great fall of twenty twenty one, which was when you just merely tried to lean twenty degrees and fell off and we had mm-hmm. we had to do a whole special about it and the whole thing. And when you landed, if you watch it in slow motion, you use that foot to brace your landing, and yet you say there was no impact on you know, it didn't re injure anything, you know, this great injury that you had. It didn't. Thankfully, it didn't uh, re-injure, but I braced my fall with that foot just because that was like a natural reaction. I don't know. Like I could have. You did save the iPad, which was much appreciated. I could have very easily re-injured my ankle, and you know, I'm a I'm a team player. If it meant that I was gonna do something for the show or I was gonna provide some content, hey, like I said, I'm a team guy. It's all about the team. It's not about me. What did the guys say? I, I wasn't in the room and we didn't have their mics tracked. When you fell, who flamed you first? Dan. Dan was like hunched over, like crying, laughing. And the second I fell, like, like I said, I was fine when I fell, but I popped right back up and you can see it in the video. And I looked directly back because I was like, did anybody see this? And I was like the slightest hope that nobody saw it. And Dan. Did anybody just, see Jack and the Beanstalk fall from the sky? Of course they saw it. <laughs> then i saw as soon as i saw dan laughing hard i was like oh god and i knew you have cameras everywhere and the second i came back you were already just searching the cameras and i was like this, this is this is not a good look but i'm gonna take it in stride dill i have two observations go the first one was if you watch the video you were so confidently trying to hop on the scooter and peel out in one motion like you're like oh i've got this thing down now i can handle this and just absolutely duff it and then secondly you kind of had the same exact like expression and body language as when you first hurt your like just like the sheer humiliation from when you first hurt your ankle you're like on all fours again you look behind your shoulder like did anyone see that when everyone saw it i thought it was funny it was like you know life imitates art sort of thing well here's the thing it's like so if you think about falling in like your own workplace if you're listening out there you'll probably only you know five to ten people are going to see it they're probably going to laugh at you you're going to get a hard time for a couple days my position is Five to ten people saw it, but then million, hundreds and thousands of other people saw it when we brought it back on video. Probably billions of people. Maybe by now. Marv? Are you okay? Like, I'm legit concerned. I thought about texting you over the weekend, but I didn't. But it's the thought that counts. The text wouldn't go through because he was busy getting a text from his parents asking how he was doing. I actually only got one text message, two text messages from people at work. One of them was Jack, the intern, 
who was very helpful on Friday. Oh, wait, he's the intern. He's supposed to be nice and supposed to be, you know, pretend to care and all that stuff. Didn't you get him this job? Mm. Mm. Then I would have, if you got me this job, I would have asked how you were doing too. The second person is in this Zoom call right now. Dylan. 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 Mark. Dylan. Yeah. Dylan Dylan. texted me uh, on Sunday or Saturday night. He was like, how's the ankle champ? (laughs) And you know what? I appreciated that. I'm I'm glad you appreciated that, Mario. Don't get used to it if you hurt yourself again. (laughs) I think that's all we got this week. Anybody else have anything to add before uh, we head on for our weekends? Mark? Marv? Mario, I just want you to feel better. Everyone else, have a good weekend. Be blessed. Mario, man, we're rooting for you. Yeah, and have some pasta for breakfast. I'm me, Mario. Wait, Eric, I have a question actually before we leave, and it has nothing to do with anything that we've talked about today, or at least on this show. So Dan's going away this weekend for uh, his daughter's graduation from from college. Usually you're the go-to for taking care of his puppy, Winnie. Right. It's Tyler this time around. What happened? Well, I think what happened was last time we had Winnie, which was Wednesday through Sunday, um, Sunday afternoon, we brought Winnie back to Dan, and my wife uh, was eager to share some of the things that happened with Winnie over the weekend, um, accidents, that sort of thing. And I think Dan felt bad um, because – my wife, who's Hispanic, was um, definitely uh, pushing hard on. Uh, she was telling some stories with a lot of details, and I think Dan might have interpreted that as though we would we wouldn't be interested in, in helping him, which was not the case. But um, you know, so Tyler got the nod this time. It's okay. Um, you know, Penny and Winnie got hours and hours of playing together this week, and um, I think Tyler actually might bring Winnie over the house this weekend at some point. So I think Winnie will still make an appearance uh, at my home, but yeah, Tyler's uh, got the overnight duties. Did Dan address this with you or you're just kind of going out on a limb here and kind of assuming that's what happened. It's funny because he told me that he was, I asked him on like Wednesday what he was doing this weekend. And he's like, Oh, I'm you know going to fly out to Ohio to see my daughter's graduation. And I was like, Oh, cool. And I didn't even think, about Winnie um not that like I mean I think about Winnie but like I wasn't like oh someone's gonna have to watch Winnie um so I kind of felt bad and then the next day Tyler was like yeah so I'm gonna be watching Winnie and I was like oh and then I realized like oh I didn't really offer so I'm not sure I did I have not acknowledged it with Dan um I I think you know Winnie's got a, a lot of life ahead of her so I'm sure the opportunity will come up again for Winnie to spend time at my house all right, well, I'm sure uh, she will be missed at the Jones household this weekend by you and Mrs. Jones there, Eric. Um, even Well, I think she's going to make a, a brief visit, so that'll be good. Brief. I mean, I'm sure she'll be missed when she leaves after she makes that brief visit. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. More than that. That's all we got this week. For yours truly, Ariel, Eric the Big German, Marvin the Prince, Dylan the Graphics Guy. Have a good weekend, everyone. We'll see you next week. 